teaching ministry of Pastor Jay Everly. Get ready to be empowered through the understanding of God's Word. verses, so if you want to turn to them, that'd be fine. If you want to write them down, that'd be fine. Matthew 1, verse number 21. We're going to start something tonight. I don't know when we'll continue it, but uh, Matthew 1, verse number 21. This is uh, the conception of Jesus. It tells us in verse 21, And she shall bring forth a son, and, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Tell, tell your neighbor, his name is Jesus. Name is Jesus. Hallelujah. That's our Lord. That's our Savior. The one who died for us. The one who ever lives to make intercession for us. He's got us on the mind in the morning, in the evening, in the, in the afternoon. Hallelujah. He's the reason we're not squirrely tonight. He's the reason, I mean, he's, he's it, he's it. Thou shalt call, notice he has a name. His name is Jesus. Go to Acts chapter 4, if you're turning to these verses, you might be just writing them down. Acts chapter 4, verse number 12, it tells us that uh, neither is there salvation in any other, no other name. For there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. None other name. How many of you know there's no salvation in Buddha? Muhammad, Confucius. There's no salvation in your good works. There's no salvation in anything. Only through the name of Jesus. There's no other mediator. But to one mediator, the Bible said, between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. And so that those who come to him must come through Jesus. And so it says here, this verse says, that Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Praise God. So salvation is in His name. We'll see as we go, healing is in His name. Many, 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 many things are in His name. But what I want you to see, let me ask you a question tonight. We're talking about Jesus, but where is He? Where is Jesus? I mean, he rose from the dead, and then he ascended up, right? He's seated at the right hand of the Father. And by the Spirit, he's come on the inside of us. We know he's, he's living on the inside of us. But in all reality, his, his being, as far as where, where he is in that physical flesh and bone body right now, is seated at the right hand of the Father. And, um, but, um, so, but notice that the name, Jesus' name, is uh, uh, under heaven, given among men. Notice he's there, but the name's down here. Why is the name down here? Well, this verse tells us why. To be saved by. To be saved by. It's down here for us to use. I said it's down here for us to use. In fact, we're getting ahead of ourselves, way ahead of ourselves. But look at the book of Ephesians. If you're turning, maybe you're just listening, but I'm going to turn to Ephesians 3, verse 14 and, uh, 14 and 15. For this cause, Paul's praying, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the Lord that we're talking about, the name of Jesus. Our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and in earth is named. The whole family, the part of the family is not here, you know. Part of the family's in heaven. You might have even physical relatives who are born of the Spirit, born of God, and they went to heaven. Um, and so they're in the family, but they're not here. Notice he said the whole family in heaven and earth is named by this name. So the name is even down, the name is, the name is there, but the name is down here. I said the name is down here. That we have, we are named with His name. We are given the use of His name. Like whenever a husband and wife get married, the wife takes the husband's name. She's given a new name. Why? To use it. Why? Because now all His assets are hers. And by using His name, she can, make, she can tap into all those resources. 
Put it on the check. Debbie Eberly. Boy, does she know how to use my name. I used to fuss about it, but then I realized, wait a minute, she's my other self, so I'm getting a lot of new stuff here. Look at, look at this stuff I'm getting. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I found fussing didn't work. My faith works if I just go ahead and stay in faith. But, but see, uh, that's what we've been given the name to use down here. All right, that's getting a little ahead of myself. We'll get to that. But go to the third chapter of the book of Acts. You're there in the... Uh, where are you? I don't know where you are. You're in Ephesians. You're uh, uh, Ephesians, I mean, excuse me, Acts, the third chapter. Let's look at verse number, let's see here, verse number six. Peter said, this is the man at the gate called Beautiful who was healed. Peter said, silver and gold, because he asked alms, you remember. Silver and gold have I none. That doesn't mean he didn't have any, just didn't have any right on him. I don't have any right here with me. But uh, such as I have... Give I thee. Okay, so the man's looking for something. He said, okay, what do you got? He's looking for a coin. He's looking for a, you know. Such as I have, give I. Okay, shaking his cup. What you got? In the name, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. Maybe his feet and ankle bones received strength. He went into the temple with him, walking and leaping and praising God. What did he have? What did Peter have? He had the name. I said he had the name. I said he had the name. Praise the Lord. Go to Hebrews chapter number 1. We're just getting warmed up. Hebrews 1, verse number 1, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by His Son, whom He hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also He made the worlds. How many of you know, don't just read heir of all things and think, oh my, if I just had a little bit of, if I had a crumb from Jesus. Just always, when you see heir, like here, he's the heir of all things. When you see he's the heir of all things, just remember Romans 8. We're heirs of God and joint heirs. I inherited with him everything he got. Somebody said, whoa, my mind can't grasp that. Right, you won't get it with your head, but you grab it with your heart. At least if you'll meditate in it. So he's made him, uh, appointed him heir of all things, by whom also he became, I mean, excuse me, he, be, he made the worlds. Who being the brightness, this is Jesus, being the brightness of his glory. And the, the word brightness means the outraying or the shining forth. He's the outraying and shining forth of God's glory and the express image of his person, the exact duplication of his nature. The, the uh, actual Greek says, the express image of his person. In other words, he, he went about doing good and healing, so God is a, is a good healing God. And uh, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, right? So the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. When he hath by himself purged, had by himself purged our sins, Set down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Hallelujah. My dad said, you know, you don't sit down until the work's done. So he finished the work of redemption and he sat down. Being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Jesus inherited his name from his father. Hallelujah. So we're talking about the name tonight. We're going to start some teachings on the name of Jesus. Go over to the book of Philippians, the second chapter. Philippians, the second chapter. We've, not, we've taught on the authority of the believer here at church. We've taught, taught a little bit about the name. Uh, but never really did a real in-depth teaching on it. And I hope 
we can continue to get utterance. I say I hope because I, I don't always, you know, what the Lord wants in the next services, you know. But uh, we're, we're going to follow Him, you understand. But let's just get it started a little bit here tonight. I do know that in the weeks and months to come, somewhere along this line, we'll get into this more. But here, notice it says in verse number 9. You in Philippians 2? Philippians 2, verse number 9. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him. The context is Jesus. You can look back in the verses. And given him a name which is above every name. So God gave this name to it. We read it in the book of Matthew whenever we started. Matthew 1, The angel said to Mary, his name shall be called Jesus. Hallelujah. So that wasn't an angel naming him. That was an angel sent from the throne of God with that message from God to name him Jesus. So God gave him a name which is above every name. Now, actually, as we're going to see, the name Jesus meant much more after the resurrection than it did in the manger. Um, and when we'll, we'll see this. God gave him a name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus... That's the name. Tell us to speak that name one more time, Jesus. Jesus. That at the name of Jesus. So what you just did, this is what happens. Every knee shall bow. Every knee shall bow. Of things in heaven. Now, wait a minute. Things is italicized. Look at that. It's italicized. That means it was added by the translators. <clears throat> now, it can't be things, just things, because... He said, every knee shall bow of things in heaven. So these things have knees. So these aren't things. These are beings. No, so at the name of Jesus, every knee or every being, every being will, uh, will bow. Beings in heaven? The angels. Beings on earth or in earth? That's men or demons or angels. Uh, things under the earth. That's obviously demons. Amen. The Bible makes it plain. Hell from beneath is moved to greet thee at thy coming. Talking about people that die and go to hell. Hell is beneath. Hell is down here. Hell's in the core, core of the earth. So when he says of beings under the earth, he's talking about demonic forces. Amen. And so beings under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. So God gave him a name above every name. In, uh, in our society, people have great names for one of three reasons. They could have inherited it. Uh, there are people like Rothschilds. They inherited that name. That, there's a lot of wealth attached to a Rothschild name. You know, there are uh, the oil barons, and, and uh, they, got, they got a great name because they were born into it. Um, in cultures in the past, there were kings that, of course, kings had children, and then their, their children were, were great because their name they were born of a king who had a big name, great name. Isn't that right? And so the way they got their name was, and I'm talking about in the earth, in our society, is through inheritance. That's one way people get a great name, a big name. You know, sometimes uh, well-known people uh, like famous presidents or, you know, they, they, were, they have children, of course, and then they have the famous name, you know, great name. Well, um, then, so, but that's one way Jesus got his name. We'll see it in a minute. But anyway, the second way people get a great name in our culture and our societies and so forth is by having it conferred upon them. Now, we're, we're more used to this. You can see this in England more than you can see it here. But they will knight somebody, and they'll give them a name, you know, and knight them and so forth. And it's conferred upon them. And then uh, third of all, a great name can come through great conquest, yeah, uh, great achievements, you might say. You understand what I'm talking about? Um, because of their great achievements, they have a great name. You know, great achievements in science or politics or something, you know. Or even in spiritual things. I'm talking about natural men now. Well, the thing about Jesus is he got his name all three ways. We already read in Hebrews that he inherited his name. 
we read in uh, Philippians here is uh, because, look at verse number 9 here in chapter 2, wherefore God also highly exalted him and hath given him a name. Given him means it was conferred upon him. It was given. And then third of all, he got his great name uh, through achievements. What did he achieve? He came down here as, as uh, sent by God to come down here and redeem all mankind. And then he raised again from the dead, but not until and only after he spoiled principalities and powers. He defeated all demonic forces, defeated the enemy. He, he defeated the, uh, all forces of darkness in the regions of the damned and spoiled them, took all the things they stole from mankind. He took all, because they stole our healing, they stole our, 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 our righteousness with God, our acceptance with God. They, they stole everything through uh, tempting Eve, uh, Adam and Eve in the, in the uh, garden. Isn't that right? They stole all these things. And uh, they stole our long life. They stole all things. But Jesus defeated him, Satan, defeated Satan, uh, and spoiled him and got all our goods back and rose from the dead triumphant. And any man who believes on his name is put into Christ, and they are raised to be with God. Amen. Seated. Now, that's an achievement. Yes. Amen. That is an achievement. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, that is an achievement. And so God gave Jesus a name. God, he inherited his name, but it was conferred upon him and bestowed upon him. But he also has a great name. He's known, known all over the earth. He's known all over this planet. Why? Because of his great victory, his great conquest. Thank God. I said, thank God. But what we've got to understand is, is that all that all the power and authority that Jesus has is also invested in his name. You say, isn't that wonderful? Jesus defeated all that. Now he's raised above them. But yeah, but he left us his name because all that he did is in his name and at the use of his name. I said, at the use of his name, everything he has and that God put in him and, and that he gained through conquest is in the, his name. And, and demons will respond to his name just like they will respond to him. And we have that name. It's, it's given to us. We're in the family and we're named with that name. And when a, a wife marries into a, a, a new name, she gets to use that name. What good is that? It depends on how rich the man is whose name she has. It depends what's behind it. It depends what he has on deposit. It depends what he has achieved. <laughs> Same thing true with us. Everything that Jesus has, everything that Jesus achieved is in his name. God put it, God invested it into his name. God put it on deposit in his name and through the use of his name, which we have the right to use because it's under heaven and we're saved by it. And, uh, and besides that, the Bible said it is, uh, it is, uh, you know, Peter here, he said, I, such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus. He had the use of the name. He had the name and he had the right to use it against demonic forces. Hello? Amen. Praise God. It is really the power. What we have in the right to use the name of Jesus, we have the power of attorney, which is the term maybe some of us understand, maybe some of us don't. Basically, the power of attorney is the right to use somebody else's name. And uh, in, in, in legal documents, and they can sign legal documents for us. Or, um, you know, it'd be a little bit like, It'd be a little bit like me saying, man, I just, I, I, I can't get down to the, you know, I've got to close this deal by such and such a time. And I give you a check. I sign my name on it. And I say, they're going to tell you, here's how much. And then you just fill in the amount. I've already signed my name on there. That's really what God gave us. And everything that's on deposit in Jesus is, is, is usable through the name. And we have the right to use that name. That name is ours. Yes. Listen, any, anything you 
pray for in the name of Jesus according to what's on deposit and you write the check, it'll never bounce. It'll never bounce. It'll never bounce. Go, go, go over to the... Oh, you don't, you, some of you aren't even sure. Go over to John 16. John 16. John 16. In verse number... Let's just start here in verse 23. In that day... He's talking about a future day, which we actually are now in. Because uh, of redemption, we, uh, this day is now. In that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever, 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 whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, He will give it you. Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. Now, people read that, and they, they just add to it something he didn't say. They add to it something like, if it's the will of God. Well, he didn't, he didn't say that. Of course, it's got to be according to the will of God. Yeah. But, you know, there's so many things that are the will of God. All things that the Father hath are mine. We already read it. He inherited all things. And we already read it. Uh, we were joined heir with Him. Yeah. Amen. See, do you feel that unbelief? Yeah. Ask in my name. That's basically Jesus saying, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, here's a check. Here, fill it in for whatever you want. Fill it in for, put the amount on there you want. Put, I'll let you fill in what you want. Whatsoever you ask. You want it, ask for it. I said, that's basically what God's doing. God, Jesus is giving us a blank check. He signs it and said, uh, there's a lot on deposit here. I just put my name on there. And if you will use my name in prayer, going to the Father, take this check with my name on it. You know, you know, take it to the Father, and, and uh, then He'll do it for you. But people don't know the value of that name, and they don't know what is behind that name, and they don't know what's on deposit in that name. They don't know what their inheritance is. They, they don't know what He inherited. They don't know the great conquest. They don't know the, the great victory He won, the great achievements that He has that are credited to his name. So they ask small. Lord, if you could just get me out of this little thing, I, I won't ask you for anything else. You, you realize they don't realize the great value of his name, so they ask small. Oh, so, so we've got to look at what is in his name. Jesus said all Power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. The Greek word for power is authority. Huh? That's what he said. So that's in his name. I said, that's in his name. Oh, we're going to have to preach on this for a while. That's in his name. We say in the name of Jesus and don't realize what we're saying. It's just a catchphrase in Christianity. Don't realize. But see, Peter here, somebody said, well, I see here in Peter in Acts chapter number 3, I see in Peter's case, he used that name and a cripple got up and walked. Why do people today use that name and those kinds of things don't happen? Well, let's go look at, the, see, see if we can find anything out about it. Would, would you, let's go over to the third chapter. Let's go over to the third chapter. Number one, in verse number six, such as I have, give I thee. They really might know, that some, some Christians don't even have, they know they have the right to the use of the name. And so that's, that, that's why they don't even pray in His name. The Bible said we're to pray in His name. But even if they do know that they're to pray in His name, they don't, know the, uh, they don't know the resources behind that name. They don't know what's invested in that name and what God... See, everything Jesus accomplished is in His name. 
They don't have, they have a very small concept of what Jesus actually did. They think he just came to forgive them of their sins. If that's all you have, well, then you, 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 you consider yourself a pauper. How do you say that? Pauper? In other words, poor. Broke. That's, you, don't, you, don't have, you don't have any idea of what you got when you got the name. You got much more than forgiveness of sin. In fact, you got, first of all, you got remission of sin. And, and that's not even just all what you got. You got a new creation. You became a new creation. You became the righteousness of God. You, you were accepted to come boldly to the throne of grace. You inherited. You, you now are in a family that has the right to the use of this name. In fact, God calls you by his name. And when you say in the name of Jesus, you, you got to know what's behind that. Deity is behind that because deity gave him that name. And he is deity. All power. All authority. So people today say in the name, and they, they don't have a revelation of what is in it, so they're signing in the name. They're signing, okay, just $10 to help me get a hamburger, you know. I'm getting bolder and bolder and bolder, and I decided to cash in a check with his name on it for church paid off. There's enough in the name. I have asked in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I have called in the name of Jesus. I have said, angels, go in the name. I have said, demons, you take your hand off in the name. And there's enough in that name to get her done. Amen. And so... Uh, but Peter here didn't just say, such as I have, give I thee, in the name of Jesus, rise up. Well, he, he knew he had the name, but I want you to notice he got in trouble for it. They, well, actually, he did, they, they, uh, well, he got in trouble later. But, but right now, here uh, in verse number, uh, let's go down here. Let's see here. They Remember, they tried to, uh, why, look down there in verse number 12. Why ye look, look ye on us, in the middle of the verse, uh, uh, as though by our own power or holiness we have made this man to walk. Now, there's something interesting. Peter's, uh, people say, well, Peter could do that. He was an apostle. He himself said it's not because of who I am. By my own power. All right, but uh, there's more to that. We don't have time to get into that. But let's go down here. The God, verse 13, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, uh, the God of our fathers, hath glorified his son Jesus, whom he delivered up, so forth and so on. You denied him, verse number 14, Pilate, uh, uh, and you killed the, the uh, prince of life. And then he said this in verse number 16. Uh, well, let's go back to verse 15. Kill the prince of life, whom God hath raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. And his name, through faith in his name, hath made this man strong. Whom you see and know, yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Amen. Somebody said, well, Peter was an apostle. That's why that happened. Peter himself said it wasn't the reason it happened. Right, right, yeah. Peter said it was because of the name of Jesus, and then he qualified it, faith in the name of Jesus. God has given us different ways to release our faith in the Scriptures. You can just put your faith in what he said in his word. But that's a vast, that's a big book. What about in his word, we, can, we see we can release our faith through prayer. We already read that in John 16. In his word, we see we can release our faith and put it in the blood. Romans 3, I believe it's verse 25. I have to look it up again. But it says, his, his, uh, through faith in the blood, we are, we are made right. You know, faith in the blood. You can release faith in God by putting faith in the blood of Jesus. You can release faith in God by putting faith in His Word that He spoke. Of course, all this is the Word. The, the, the message of the blood is the Word. But you understand, it's applying it in what the blood stands for uh, that, that the Word tells us about. So, but you can also release faith through praise and worship, can't you? You can release it in prayer, like I said. You can release faith a lot of different ways, but here's one we've got to learn to release faith in. It's release faith through His name. 
put faith in the name. Now, to put faith in the name, you have to know what's behind the name. You have to know why his name is great. You have to know his achievements, and you have to know that everything that, that, that Jesus achieved has been deposited in his name and that the name is given to us to use. When we say in the name of Jesus, it's as if Jesus is saying it. When we go to the Father in the name of Jesus and pray, it's as if Jesus is asking the Father for it. You ever thought about that? Jesus said, I thank you, Father. You hear me always. You hear me always. And we've got the right to use his name, and every time we do, he hears us. Praise God. I'm not talking about something outside of the word, like I'm going to use the name and claim somebody else's wife or something. We're talking about, we're talking about the, the, everything that's on deposit. Everything that's in his achievements. <laughs> I think that's enough. You know, we understand that part. But we've got to see this, that Peter said it's not just his name, it's faith in his name. So that's the reason why um, that uh, sometimes people today, they'll, they'll say in the name, but they don't know what's behind it. So therefore, they don't have, because they don't have knowledge of what's in the name, then they don't have faith for, to, to use that name. Am I making any sense? His name today is the same, and it'll do the same things it did in the book of Acts. It still has the same old-time power and authority in it. Still has it. Amen. I said, amen. I said, amen. The name's not different today. It hasn't diminished in power. In fact, he's, he's just as glorified as he ever was. He's just as, he's just as, uh, uh, he's in just as much authority as he ever was. Praise God. And when we came into Christ, we got the use of his name because we're one. He that's joined to the Lord is one spirit. He's the head, we're members of the body. And the head and the body are named, your head and your body are named the same name, aren't they? Jesus is the head and we're members of the body and we have the same name. I said, we have the same name. Uh, you got to chew on that. For, see, your head doesn't get that, but your heart has to reach up and grasp that. Reach up and grasp that. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm thinking of Brandy. You used the name on, on, on that uh, you know, seizure. Huh? Yeah. And uh, it instantly had to obey. Stopped right in front of her. That, that, because it wrecked that, that force behind that, whether it was demonic, I don't know, or just, just you know, under the curse of, you know, fallen mankind down here. That force had to, immediately it stood at attention. When she said stop, it immediately... Well, I wish I could get that to work for me. His name through faith. Faith in his name. Faith in his name. Hallelujah. It still has the same old-time power. But um, because men, um, it's because men's faith in the name is different is that people get different results. That's where the problem is. Peter said it's through faith in his name. Amen? People's faith in the name is weak. That's why you, sh you and I shouldn't be joking around like, you know, in the name, you know, you know, just you, you using it flippantly. We, we should always be reverent when we use it. Amen. You know what I'm talking about? You know, joking about in the name. You know, I don't even like to say things that joke about it anymore. But... Um, but uh, whenever we, whenever we uh, use that name, we're using our, and releasing faith. So we don't use it if we don't want faith to be released. Because, you know, if we're just joking around. It's a reverent name. We it's a name above every name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Why haven't people had faith in the name? Because they haven't been taught like we're going to have to do in this series. Isn't that right? What, they don't know what God invested in that name. They don't know what his achievements are, and they don't know that God put all that in the church, gave that name to the church for the church to use so that uh, she can enforce her rights and privileges. 
So we said uh, we can release faith through the Word or in the Word. We can release faith through prayer. We can release faith in the blood. We can release faith through praise and worship. I think I mentioned praise and worship. Um, but we can also release faith in the name. And um, really, when we talk about faith in the name, we're talking about we can use the name two different ways. We, can, the, we, we are to pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. And that's found, we already uh, read that in John 16. You could also find, in fact, go over to John, go over to Matthew 18. We always refer to it, uh, or often refer to it. But let's go look at John, not John, uh, Matthew 18, verse 18 and 19. Let's look at verse 18. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Uh, verse 19, let's keep on reading. Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Well, somebody said the name's not there. Well, wait a minute. Keep on reading. Verse 20. Four. So he's not done yet. Four, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Underline, in my name, underline that, that down in verse number 20, in my name, underline that, and then underline, there am I. In other words, I'm there in my name. I'm there in my name. I'm there in my name. <laughs> so what are they doing? They are in the name uh, acting on verse number 19 or verse number 18. Binding and loosing in the name of Jesus. And in the name in verse number 19 uh, verse number 19 is asking of the Father. Again, I say, if two of you agree on earth is touching anything they ask, it will be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. So there, there, there's two different things going on there. There is using the name to bind and loose. And then that's verse 18. Then verse 19 is using the name to pray to the Father. And when two people get together in agreement, whether they're agreeing in using the name to bind or loose, or they're agreeing to pray, they're praying to the Father, agreeing in prayer, praying and asking for something in the name of Jesus, he said, when they use my name, I'm there. We, we, we quote that like, you know, if we get together, and if just two of us get together to fellowship about the things of God, Jesus is there in the midst of us. Well, that's true, but that's not what this verse is talking about. He said, whenever you bind in my name, or loose in my name, or if it's over in the area of prayer, in verse 19, whenever you ask the Father in my name, whenever you use that name, I'm there. What is he there to do? Go to the 14th chapter of John. Go to the 14th chapter of John. We're, we're in Matthew, but go over to John, chapter number 14. Look what it says. <clears throat> look at verse 14. Uh, I mean, excuse me, look at verse uh, 13. John 14, 13. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, that, that, that tells you what he said. When you ask in my name in Matthew, there am I. Why is he there? To do it. <laughs> that wasn't a trick question. He's there to do it. Do what? Back up. In other words, when you ask the Father, he's, Jesus is there going, here, wait, move over. He puts his name on that. When we, when we say in the name of Jesus, Jesus signs it and says, Father, there's my request. In other words, they're asking. I'm endorsing it. And Father, here's, here's what, uh, here's what you're... Your, uh, obligated to do, really. Somebody said, no, you can't make God do anything. Wait a minute. Whenever it's in the name, drawing on the, the uh, assets on deposit, God has obligated himself. 
because he's already invested all that in the name and he's already given him that name because of his achievements and anything that he has achieved, anything that is on deposit in that name, whenever we ask in that name, Jesus endorses it, passes it on to the Father and said, thank you, Father, here it is. And make sure it's done. Make sure it's done. Or if it's the authority of the believer, which actually is what's happening here in verse number, in John chapter number 14. This is actually not even praying to the Father in John 14. Pastor Debbie's mentioned this over and over and over again. But let me explain it a little bit again, so like, like she's explained it. Notice it says in verse 13, Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Actually, the, uh, the, the, best, Greek, the best English word to translate ask in this verse or even in other verses where ask is used, the best Greek, uh, uh, English word would be require. I've studied this for years. The best word would be require. Now, that word require can be used different ways. It can be used such as uh, a demand. Amen. Uh, it can be used such as, like, for example, have you ever worked in a factory and put in a, uh, what's that, uh, requisition? You know, Pastor Debbie worked at the GM plant for how many, wasn't it just one summer, I guess. Um, and she was responsible to put a, cer- put a certain part into the, I think it was the dashboard of some of the GM products, uh, st- steering wheel. And so she had to uh, have a stash of those there in order to keep putting them in. And whenever she run low, she'd put in a requisition. That's not something that they can say, well, we'll, we'll think about it. She has put in a requisition, a requirement because they have given her a responsibility to help build the vehicle. And, and she is operating under an official of, of rights given to her to tap into the resources of that company to do what, they, to do what she, was called, she was assigned to do at that a requisition is not, you know, maybe can I please have it. It is a, a, uh, a formal demand placed on resources that are laid on deposit for you. You're not asking for something that somebody really has the option to say no to. Well, God can say no, not if he's already deposited it in the name of Jesus and put it to your account. we got to get a revelation of this. When he gave it in Christ, put it on deposit and, and, and upon request in the name of Jesus, when he, when, he, when he gave it in Christ and put it on deposit like that, it's really not his anymore to even decide. It's really not. It's already been given. In his mind, it's already given. So when you come to receive healing in the name of Jesus, or you, you, you speak to your body, your, your heart, your liver, your colon, that is not functioning right, and you say, in the name of Jesus. You are just, you are just taking advantage of what's already on deposit in that name. You are using the authority that's in that name. Hallelujah. Wow. Uh, amen. Can you say amen? So we see John 14. Look at John 14 again. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Say whatever you will I ask. Notice the Father, even in verse 14, what, and if you shall ask anything in my name, that will I, I, I mean, I will do it. The Father is not mentioned in John 14, 13 and 14, is He? Look at it again. Whatever you shall ask in my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified. He's mentioned in that the Father will be glorified. But, he, but, but what I meant when I said the Father is not mentioned, I meant you're, it's, it's not mentioned that you're asking the Father. In other words, this is not prayer. Remember in Matthew 
18, there was, there was uh, binding and loosing in the name. And then there was asking the Father in the name. John 16, we read, whatever you ask the Father in my name. So that's prayer. Because he mentions asking of the Father. You're talking to the Father. Father, When you're talking to the Father, it's prayer. But what Peter did in Acts 3 is not prayer. Peter didn't pray for the man. Peter operated in Matthew 18, 18. He didn't pray to the Father in, in, in Acts 3. Some, some of your old rusty gears are turning. He did not say anything to the Father. He said, such as I have, give I thee. In the name. What did he do? He demanded something because of the authority that he had and the name that, I mean, let me just put it this way. He demanded something because of the name that he had and the authority that was in that name. And he addressed the, uh, the force behind the sickness. He did not address the Father. That's the binding and the loosing. Some people have faith to ask, but they don't have any faith to stand up and say, like Jesus, peace, be still. That power he had, that authority that he had is still in the earth, and it's in his name. When storms are trying to come, peace, be still. Uh, last spring it was. Uh, I don't remember where I was. I, was, I, I might have been in. Some out of the country somewhere, I think, actually. Anyway, I was out of town. And uh, I saw on the weather app that uh, there was a big, bad storm coming through this area. And so, and, uh, so I just began to claim protection and started saying we're kept by the power of God, prayed over the properties here and, and everything, and then had a real unction about just speaking over the, the, the land that we have, the, the, you know, the 50 acres. And so I'll never forget it when I came home because I, I actually, the next day, I saw on the news a uh, tornado or two, I think actually it ended up being two tornadoes in the uh, uh, Central City area. That's real close to where our, I mean, basically our address is Central City. And the devil said, oh, my, you got to go home and look. I bet, you know, he's trying to tell, give me visions of trees blown over everywhere. I said, ha, ha, devil. I used the name. <laughs> You're, you're bluffing, you're lying. I use the name. And he kept trying to tell me, you know, because well, they were talking about, you know, there were two tornadoes kind of. And um, so anyway, when I finally got home and, uh, and, uh, and looked at the weather maps and, how the, and, and then went up to see where the tornadoes were, like if, like if here's our land, one went, one went like this and one went like this or something. In other words, I don't know which way they were going, but in other words, above our land, there's about within with less than a mile. Well, probably, probably about a mile away. One went this way, one went this way, and, and missed our land. And whenever I saw that, I went, I told you, devil, you missed. You missed. <laughs> That's the authority in the name. That's the authority in the name. You can do the same thing. Well, but, but, but I'm, not, I'm not a minister. Of the, I, no, I know, but you have the name. Put some faith in what you have. Recognize what you have. Charles Spurgeon told a story about um, Spurgeon was a minister, a well-known minister, years ago, back in the second half of the 1800s. Um, he died right before the turn of the century there in 1900. Um, but anyway, he told a story. His church grew and grew over in England. He's, he's an English minister. His church grew and grew, and he had a lot of people to, uh, he had people on staff to help him. Um, and eventually there was a situation where they said, you know, I don't know why particular lady that uh, she was dying. I guess she was a member of his church. And they, they basically, you know, he had people help him go visit people and so forth. But in this case, they said something about him going to visit. He said, okay, I'll go visit her. And so he went to visit her. And uh, she was in the section of town. You ever, you ever, I don't know what you called it when you grew up, but it's like shantytown or, or just the rundown old houses or sometimes houses built out of you know, pallets or something, you know, just some cities have stuff like that. That's where this, the older lady that uh, was called, called for, you know, Charles Spurgeon to come, uh, that's where she lived. So he's down in that part of town, and he walks into this old house built out of wood boxes kind of thing. And here's a lady in there that's, uh, well, I don't remember how old, up, 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 you know, elderly, but she's frail, very weak and close to death. You can tell she's close to death. 
And uh, in talking to her, I guess she was, had been a member of the church or something. I don't remember all the details. But in talking to her, um, found out that she basically is dying out of malnutrition. She didn't have enough food to eat. She's down to skin and bones and, you know, just not, just not healthy at all about, and, and elderly. But, but really, it was not the age. It was the malnutrition she was dying of. So in the process of his conversation with her, he noticed something on the wall. It was, a, it was a, about all she had was just on the wall was just this little plaque, this little frame with, with a little something in, inside of it. And so in the process of him being there, he looked at that and read it and um, said to the lady, uh, uh, is this yours? And she said, oh, yeah. She said, I used to work for, and he, she, she called the name of one of the ladies, the noble, noble, no, part, one of the, part of the nobility over there. I used to work for her, I think for 50 years or something like that, close to, maybe not quite 50 years. She had worked for this lady and been a maid and cleaned and so forth and helped her. Um, and then whenever this elder, whenever the lady, nobility, whoever she was, uh, died, the lady said that's now on her deathbed in this little shantytown, said, told Charles Spurgeon, she gave me that. And I just, it was the only thing that she gave me, you know, and I just wanted to, in remembrance of her, just put it in a plaque or put it behind a frame like that, put it on the wall. She said, uh, but I really, I don't know how to read. I don't really know what it says. And so he read it and he said, uh, uh, can I, I'm your pastor, I'll bring it back. But can I take this and have it examined? And she said, yeah, but it's very precious to me. Make sure I get it back. She, he said, oh, I will. I'm your pastor. I'll bring it back. <laughs> you ought to be able to trust your pastor. So, so but anyway, he went and had, took it to the authorities, and the authorities said, we've been looking for this. It was a bequeath, or however you say that. Uh, part, of, part of the lady that died's will, this is part of it. And she had bequeathed to this lady who's on her deathbed a house to live in for the rest of her life with serving people to serve her and take care of her and provide everything she needed until the day she died. And yet here she is living in a shanty town. This is a true story. This isn't a made-up story. Charles Spurgeon told this story. And she's doing what she's actually dying of malnutrition. Well, for years she had had, I think she had had it for, don't quote me, I think it was uh, 15 years or something like that. She had t- 10 or 15, somewhere between 10 and 15 years she had had it and uh, had it on the wall and was just so proud of it. You know what I'm talking about? But really there was tremendous wealth in it. That's what this is. People have it on their wall. On the refrigerator, they got, they got it laying on their coffee table. <clears throat> this covenant that has given us great wealth in the name of Jesus. Amen. We better open it up and find out what's in it. You realize that lady that was dying of malnutrition couldn't say she didn't have food to eat. She didn't have a nice place to live. She, did, she couldn't say she didn't have all that was on that document, all those resources. That, that, she, she had it. She just didn't know about it. Well, what about the name of Jesus? You have it. You're a part of the body. You're just like Peter, such as I have. You have it. Do you know what's in it? <laughs> Do you know what's behind it? Do you know the riches of the one who signed it, that, that gave, that, that, who gave this document to you? Do you know what he did? Do you know what he conquered? Do you know how great his name is and what he has and that you have the right to use his name? Well, let's go to finding out. What do you say? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Can I go to one more verse? We're going to have to quit with this one, but go to Ephesians here. Go to Ephesians. You're in the uh, wherever. I don't know where you are. I, I closed my Bible, so I lost track. But go over to Ephesians. <clears throat> Before we close, you got to get this. If I don't, if I don't share this tonight, it would almost be uh, wrong. <laughs> Third chapter of Ephesians. This is one of the prayers Paul prayed. Um, well, let's see. Let's actually... Uh, Let's, back up. Let's, go back. Let's go back to the first chapter. Ephesians chapter number 1. Let's look what it says here 
God wants the eyes of our understanding to be enlightened. Uh, verse number 18, that we may know what is the hope of His calling, the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. What is the, there's the inheritance. What is the exceeding greatness of His power to us who believe, according to the working of His mighty power, that He wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at His own right hand or set Him at His own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. Like there in that prayer we pray all the time is the mention of this name. And he, called, he said he wants us to know what we've inherited. Hallelujah. Oh, there's too much here. I can't, I can't get into it all. But uh, praise God. Notice he wants us to know our inheritance, and he wants us to know the power that raised Jesus from the dead, and he wants us to know that it raised him far above every principality and power and every name that is named. You realize it raised Jesus above every name, and that made his name above every name. Guess what? Anything that has a name is subject to the name of Jesus. Well, what do you mean, people? Yeah, but cancer. Huh? Hello? It's subject to the name of Jesus. <laughs> Demons are subject to the name of Jesus. Remember? This name is recognized in three realms, heaven, earth, and hell. It's recognized in all three realms, and it has its power in all three realms. But notice the Amplified says, that, well, let's just keep on reading. Moffat, uh, I mean, uh, verse 21. I've got too much going on on the inside here. Uh, Ephesians 1.21, Far above all principality and power, might and dominion, every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet, and gave him and that name to be the head over all things, notice, to the church which is His body, the fullness of Him that filleth all in all. That name, listen, that name, Jesus is raised above all principality and power, and His name is above every name. We read that in Philippians. And that name is above all for the benefit of the church. That's what verse 22 is saying. Put all things under His feet and gave Him to be the head of all things to the church. The Moffat's translation says, has put under everything under his feet and set him as head over everything for the church. For the church. I said for the church. In other words, for the benefit of the church. Why did he raise far above? Why is the name far above? Why is that name given to us? The name has all that is in it because for the benefit of the church. It's for your everyday living down here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God has made the investment of authority in the name of Jesus for the church's benefit. The wealth that is invested or deposited in the name, the name of Jesus, is bestowed, and what is behind that name because it was bestowed on Him by, by God, that name and everything that name has gained through conquest is put on deposit in that name for the benefit of the church so she can pray to the Father in the name of Jesus so that she can exercise authority over forces of darkness in the name of Jesus. Demand her rights and privileges in the name of Jesus. Not of God. He's already given it. You don't demand anything of God, but you demand it of the one who's trying to say it's not going to be so. It's not going to be so. And you say, in the name, it is going to be so. In the name, it is so. I demand my rights and my privileges. That lady could take that document, that lady over in England, Charles Spurgeon Vision, could take that document into the right court and say, I demand my rights and privileges. She didn't know about it, so she didn't do it. So for years she did without, but guess what she did after that? <laughs> Woo! We're finding out about the name tonight. Praise God. All Jesus' achievements are in His name. All that God conferred on Him is in His name. And that name is given to us. <laughs> and we've been given the right to use it because of our union with Him and our placing into the family. That family that, every, that, that is named by that name. <laughs> 
Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Use it against the enemy's activity. Make your demands of your rights and privileges in Jesus' name. The authority is in that name. The name has been, um, the, the name has not been taken away and it still has all that old-time power and authority and the name belongs to us. Praise God. Well, that's the beginning of some things. Your faith in the name has risen tonight. <laughs> now when you pray and say in the name, now you're going to be like, oh, wait a minute here, wait. Whoa! As soon as I said that, heaven, earth, and hell went... Whatever they're getting ready to say, we must respond. If you would like more information about Pastor Jay Everly's ministry, please visit us on the web at soffc.org or call us at 319-366-2147. Or you can write to us at Spirit of Faith Family Church, Post Office Box 8355, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, 52408. And remember, God loves you, and you're equipped to live victoriously in every area of life.